Oh, my good God, smothered in delicious giblet gravy. Huh? Welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Harland Williams. What a show today. We're going to be doing a little bit of mourning. Apparently, uh, R2-D2 has died, and we're going to be uh, calling his castmates, some of his castmates, C-3PO, uh, C-3PO Chewbacca, Yoda, to, to get some feedback, see how they feel about their castmate R2-D2 passing away. So sad. And speaking of outer space, we're going to be uh, talking about someone who was hit by something from outer space. Very, very strange story. Wait till you hear this. Almost unbelievable. And then we're going to be taking some calls from the Pavement Pounders today. We got some nice phone calls from you, the listeners, the Pavement Pounders. So we'll be uh, getting into those. And then uh, towards the end of the show, we're going to have a little chat about the Olympics. The Olympics have come and gone. And the Olympics, some for some reason, left me with a bad taste in my mouth about the whole affair. And I guess I need to talk it through with you guys to understand it and, and just get it out of my system. I, I shouldn't be feeling this way because normally I love the Olympics. So let's get into it. Here we go. All kinds of nutty stuff. It always is because this is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> what's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> What is it? Opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harlan Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan Snow from Seattle, Washington. Hey, man, i got to call you out on something that you mentioned kind of on one of the last podcast episodes. You mentioned that Sasha's Party was like the world's first R-rated animated film. That's not true in its entirety. Uh, I gotta call you out on this, man. Uh, you were in a film a couple years ago. You might remember it. It's a Rob Zombie flick. Uh, animated. Good, good film, by the way. Uh, El Super Bisto. Dude, you played Gerard the Exterminator. It's a really renowned voice. You're, you're, you got that iconic Harlan Williams' voice. I mean, it's you anyways. But you can't state that Sasha's Party was the world's first R-rated film when even El Super Bisto from 2009 was an R-rated animated film. So you got to stop telling people that Sasha's Party was the first. It wasn't, dude. I'm sorry. That really ticked me off. Uh, Dalo. And I don't say Delo to snow, Delo snow. I say Delo to me. You'd think I'd know. <laughs> Here I am saying there it's the first R-rated movie, but there was another one, and the other one I was in it, and I forgot. But here's the thing, Snow. In in all honesty, this is a hundred percent honest. 
uh, I may have uh, I may have uh, omitted omitted uh, what I meant to say is the first CGI R-rated movie. If if you go back and listen to the podcast, I compare I compare Sausage Party to Shrek and Madagascar and all these uh, all these CGI the big CGI productions. Uh, I, when I, when I did that podcast, I was not thinking about, uh, you know, traditional animation and El Super Bistro is an R rated movie, but it, it's, uh, it's 2d animation. So, uh, no need to get pissed off, settle down. Uh, I was accurate, but I guess I didn't convey or communicate properly that I meant a CGI anime. Cause I guess when you talk about animated movies, Nowadays, in any context, you just automatically assume, at least I do, that we're talking CGI. I mean, it's 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 not often you see a 2D animated film anymore. They do exist, but they're so passe. They're so 1995, man. So you were right, and uh, but give me a little wiggle room, and uh, good pick. I'm glad you picked that off. It makes me laugh that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even know that, and I'm in El Super Bistro. I'm also in Sausage Party. Uh, the movie uh, seems to be doing pretty good. People are liking it. It's making money. So who knows? Maybe they'll do a sequel. Let's take another call. Thank you, Snow. Hey, Harlan. Bill Truex from, from Cooperstown. I was listening to your episode about the dentist. And you know what irks the hell out of me? You go in and get your teeth cleaned. They scrape the hell out of it. Go through the torture chamber. And then the dentist comes in, looks in your mouth. Well, I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but it happens to me. Looks in your mouth and goes, oh, your gums look a little inflamed. Really, dumbass? I just thought I'd put that out there. I don't know if it happens to anybody else, but it really irks the hell out of me. It's like, really, dumbass? You don't know what the hell goes on in here? All right. Catch you later. Chicken tell me. I'm sorry. That really ticks me off. Yeah, the old dentist, man. They... They always got something to say about the inside of your mouth. I hear you, bro. Yeah, they chop your mouth up, and then and then they 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 come in after the fact and oh man, your mouth looks real shredded up. What are you? What have you been chewing on nails in here? What are you? What have you been uh, chewing steel wool? What's going on in this mouth? Well, your uh, dental hygienist just ripped it up with their metal tools, dumbass. Really, dumbass? I'm sorry. That really ticks me it's off. Like, really, dumbass? You don't know what the hell goes on in here? Arlen, hey, man, I'm a regular listener. I love the podcast. I even gave you 20 bucks a year for some stuff. I don't really do listen to too often. That's okay. I always listen to your regular podcast. Anyway, um, I'm going to get my teeth cleaned tomorrow, so I heard you say you got nitrous oxide to get your teeth cleaned. Sorry, bro, but that's kind of plus big time to get your teeth clean. You got nitrous oxide. You can't get your teeth clean, man, dude. I, I lost a little respect for you. Some street card there. You lost it. You got to get knocked out to get your teeth clean. Holy moly! Where you clip your toenails? You got to take a painkiller before you clip your toenails. And before a haircut, you got to what? Tie one on before a haircut. Man, you're a pampered rich guy, man. Come on. Anyway, love you, man. Funny stuff later. Yeah, and I got to get douched before I eat my lobster and my pheasant under glass. How dallo? No, I don't I don't get knocked out for my dental cleaning. I get nitrous gas 
it's it's a gas that that you breathe it and it makes you high. You're not knocked out. You're very much awake, and you're. It's like I don't know if you've ever smoked grass or been inebriated, but it it just kind of it takes the edge off. Your brain goes into funny town. And whilst the dental hygienist is digging up your gums and down into your gums with her metal wiry dental tools, and excuse me for uh, being a little squeamish when someone shoves wire down into my gums, I like to take the edge off and and breathe in the nitrous gas. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry if you think I'm a pussy for doing it, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I've done in life and do in life where I ain't no pussy, but I think we all have our little things that freak us out. I'm sure you might have one. You ever sleep with the door open? Do you shut the closet? Do you, do you need a flashlight when you walk in the dark? Do you, do you, do you get a, a needle in your gums when the dentist pulls your tooth? Do you, I mean, come on, man. I'm only human. Holy God. Man. Dude. Really, dumbass? Anyway, um. You can't get your teeth clean? Man. Dude. Dude, you should try it, man. You sound like, you know, the big Lebowski. You sound like you like to get a little ripped now and then, bro. What's up, broseph? Like, don't knock it until you've tried it, dude. You know, I hate to say it, but sometimes I actually look forward to going to get my teeth cleaned because I'm high as a freaking kite for 40 bucks on nitrous gas. Man, dude, you should try it. Man, dude. Man, dude. Dude. Man. Try the nitrous, dude. Holy moly. Come on, dude. Come on. Whoa, dude. Um, dude. Oh, your gums look a little inflamed. Man. Come on. Hey, Holland. This is Brian. I heard your podcast about the dental cleaning. I went in about a week ago, and I was lucky, though. I, I didn't have a hygienist who tried to do what yours did. In fact, she was... Beautiful blonde. It smelled really nice. Holy moly. You know, it was just a pleasure to sit in the chair. Man. And uh, let her dig around in my mouth. Come on. But um, anyway. Dude. Yeah. uh, Sorry that you had your experience and all that. And wish I could think of what else I was going to say, but I can't. Have a good day. Really, dumbass? Okay, okay. No no, no need for name-calling. Thank, thank you for your calls, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. A lot of feedback on the uh, dental hygienist thing. Holy smokes. Um, you know, the whole medical thing. Speaking of medical, um, I, I want to uh, bring this up. This is an interesting story. Have you, have you heard about people getting hit by lightning? Right? Every now and then, a few people get hit by lightning. And uh, what are the odds? What are the odds getting hit by lightning? So how about this? Can I, can I go one notch higher? How many of you out there have been hit, not by lightning, but by a meteor? That's right. The things that fly through space and look like shooting stars. 
Well, apparently there is one person on record, a, w- a woman by the name of Ann Hodges. Uh, she's the only person ever struck by a meteor. And she was left with a massive bruise right on her side between her hip bone and her rib cage. Right in that little, that area hurts too. Ever been hit by a tennis ball or a racquetball or some kid throw a rock at you right there? It's like soft and medium. It's like there's no bone. You got the rib cage, which is bone under there that protects the organs. And then it's just like nothing. And then the hip bone comes up. So there's that little swath in between and it hurts man it's vulnerable and this lady ann hodges uh in 1954 got hit by a meteor right there i mean where the hell was she walking (laughs) i mean what what the hell are you supposed to think when i'm and, and and don't you have enough time to get out of the way Aren't you looking up at the sky? Aren't you aren't you seeing the flaming ball fly across the sky? Aren't you standing there going, "Well, look at that, and it looks like a a flaming meteor is flying across the galaxy." Look at look at the flaming meteor streak across the entire atmosphere. It sure does look like it's getting close, doesn't it? Well, it looks like it's well, it looks like it if we stood here, if we just stood here, Anne, it looks like, you know, it's probably about 7,000 miles away, but it looks like if we just stood here, it could maybe come right at us. Well, I hope we have time to get away sometime in that 7,000-mile journey or we could just stand here and see if it hits us. Who knows, maybe right under the rib cage, right, Anne? And, oh my God, I mean, that is wild, dude. That is some bragging rights. Or that's the type of thing where you hide in your house for the rest of your life because people think you're an idiot. Me, I'd be like, yeah, that's my sky right there, yeah. Oh, how'd I get it? Oh, you know, hit by a fucking meteorite, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I do have space powers. Maybe I got fucking gamma ray powers. You you want me to levitate you? I'm a meteorite boy. I got hit by a meteorite. Fucking right, you better run away, you son of a bitch. I'm a fucking meteorite person. I mean, good lord, man. What are the freaking odds? So anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in there. A good good old uh, interesting story. Ann Hodges, 1954. Dumbass hit by a meteorite. I mean, it's amazing she wasn't killed. And, oh, wait a minute. Roger, you're playing, I think I know why you're playing that funeral music, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Boy. Uh, I know you're all Star Wars fans, right? You love your Star Wars? Well, sadly, just recently, and I, I don't know if you've heard it already, and I'm sorry if I'm, uh, I'm sorry if I'm the bearer of the bad news. Oh, I don't like to, uh, to be the bearer of the bad news, but, uh, somebody died from the Star Wars world, 
And uh, it's, well, it's R2-D2. Let me just throw it right out there. Yeah, Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2 in all the uh, in all the Star Wars movies. Little tiny guy. Little teeny tiny fella. Uh, he died at 81 years old. Uh, he played the iconic droid R2-D2 in the first six films. He died just short of his 82nd birthday. And I hate to use the word short. He died just short. Because no matter when he died, he would have died short. Just short. He could have died when he was 23 and he would have died just short. Because he, he was only, you know, five, two, two feet, two feet high. Um, actually, he wasn't. He was three feet high, eight inches. Can you imagine? It's just you take it for granted uh, how how uh, how tall you are. And then uh, when you think people are that short, it's uh, it's fascinating. Uh, so um, he was the guy, man. And I, Roger, we, we have some of his castmates on the line. Oh, poor little guy. Okay, well, it sounds like we got some of his uh, his castmates on the line calling in, uh, and they want to kind of, uh, I guess, share some stories, say a fond goodbye. Who who do we have on the line first? Oh, really? Yoda? Okay, uh, let's put him through. Yoda's on the line to talk about, uh, you know, this, this wonderful little actor, Kenny Baker. And uh, let's see what Yoda has to say. My God. Uh, hello, Yoda. Uh, are you there, sir? Mm, here I am. Oh, there you are. Uh, and, and where are you calling from, uh, Yoda? You're calling from uh, Hollywood? Yes, Steam Bath, Oakleaf, on Melrose Boulevard, I call. You're at a steam bath? Yes, I am. Oh, hang on. Oh, ah. rub not too hard on that spot. You mustn't. Oh, on second thought, keep rubbing, you must. <clears throat> Hello, Yoda. Sorry, yes. Yeah, we wanted to get your thoughts about your 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 castmate, your fellow uh, star from uh, from Star Wars, the lovable little uh, little actor Kenny Baker, who was R two D two. Asshole, fuck, was he? Excuse me. Fucking prick. Asshole prima donna was he? Like to kick him in his peanut-sized testicles, would I? Whoa, 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 what, what's that type of talk? Fucker mother he was. Uh, he was a motherfucker? That's what Yoda say. Fucker mother he was. Short fucking prick. Oh my god, that's no way to talk. I mean, you're not much taller. Me not care. Hang on. Ooh, yes. Ooh, right there, tug on Yoda's pickle. Mmm. Oh, yes, tug. Yoda, do you mind? Can we talk about Kenny Baker? Obnoxious fuck was he. Prima Donna always picking his asshole on set he was. Okay, you know what? Let's move on. Do we have someone else on on the line here? What about uh, Chewbacca? Mmm, keep 
on pickle. Yoda got dill French pickle. Hang up on Yoda. Is Chewbacca there? There he is. Uh, Chewie, um, obviously you spent a lot of time on set with uh, this wonderful actor, Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2. Any final memories? Wait a minute. What, what was that? I thought I heard something. I don't know. I don't understand Wookie, but I distinctly thought I heard. I, I, I heard motherfucker. Is that what you said? Did you just say suck my hairy balls? All right. I'm getting the sense that people didn't really like this guy. Uh, maybe we should talk to his closest star, uh, co-star, uh, C3. Roger, is C3PO there too? Okay, put C-3PO on. Surely C-3PO's got something nice to say about Kenny Baker, who played uh, lovable R2-D2 on uh, Star Wars. C-3PO, are you there? Oh, hello there, Master Harland. H hello, C-3PO. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing very good, thank you very much. I'm here at the steam bath with Master Yoda. Oh, you are? Mmm, um, tug on Yoda's little green pickle, you must. Uh, would you mind not putting him on the line? Give me that phone, Master Yoda, you naughty little man. Um, what did you think of, uh, you know, your co-star, Kenny Baker, who, uh, you know, uh, you know, played R2-D2, your little sidekick? Well, I must say, I wish you would climb up George Lucas's ass and suck on his bum grapes. What? What? He was a motherfucker, a prima donna, and nobody liked the fucking little prick. Whoa, 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 C-3PO, what's going on here? I wish he would bend Steven Spielberg over and suck on his plump hemorrhoids. Okay, you know what? Mm, maybe C-3PO can tug on pickle, he must. What, what is this pickle stuff? I'd be happy to tug on your pickle, mister. Would you guys stop it? Oh, that's right, C-3PO. Just put more soap on. Mmm, tug a rug. Tug. How's that, Master? Would you go hang up on them? <sighs> well, now I just feel like... Was it just me? I, I thought everyone loved R2-D2, and it sounds like... He w Hang up, Roger. A and it sounds like he wasn't very well liked by his castmates. That's, that's, that's sad. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. And Roger, what the hell is C-3PO Yoda and Chewbacca doing hanging out at a steam bath together? Is it just me or was that extremely creepy? Yikes. All right, well, let's put it behind us. Let's let's move on. That's just yee 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 yee. Um, uh, let's let's move on here with the show. Wow. Uh, rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Uh, C three PO or R two D two. Good lord. <laughs> A steam bath. <sighs> okay. Well. Speaking of taking a bath, did, did anyone watch the Olympics, the Summer Olympics? 
It just, it feels to me like they came and went, and I don't know, are they even a thing anymore? I used to get very excited. The Olympics used to be, you know, very exciting. You know, there's this huge buildup, and, and, and it was like, it, it, it felt like the world was such a big place, and athletes would come from all over planet Earth from countries far and wide, from Australia and China and Russia and the United States and Finland and Yugoslavia and Africa. And, you know, it just just felt like the world was such a big place and it was such a big event. And, uh, you know, it was like you, you wanted to be in the know. You wanted to watch some of it. You wanted to be, be part of the mix. And maybe it's just me, I don't know, but this year just felt like it kind of came and went, and personally, I didn't I didn't take much interest in it. And I, I thought to myself, why is that? Why 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 the lack of enthusiasm for the Olympics? What is it? And and I realized I guess it's been mired in so much scandal and 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 so much like nonsense. It feels like the last few summers, like we had, we had the Olympics in Greece and we had the Olympics in Rio. And it feels like the Olympics is becoming more about, less about the, the, the athletes and, the, and their journey and their struggle and their, their dreams and their goals. It, it seems to be more about who's the city that gets the Olympic nod? Who's, who's going to win the bid to be the host city of the Olympics? And there's this fanfare and this bill. It's almost like like an election, you know? Everyone's vying, you know, jockeying for position to host the Olympics. All these countries. And then some country wins, like Greece or, or uh, you know, you got Rio in Brazil. And it's like, congratulations, you win the Olympics. Yay, yay. Everyone jumps up and down and cries and hugs. And then, and then reality sets in, and they go, "Oh, and by the way, it's gonna cost, um, you know, probably about uh, about eight billion dollars to remodel your whole city. You know, you, what you gotta do is you gotta put in a couple of stadiums, a giant swimming pool, a new monorail system. You gotta build a new train system through town, new bus routes. You need to build an Olympic village for both the boys and the girls. Then you need this and that and." Yeah, about eight billion. You gotta, you gotta re readjust your rivers and waterways so the canoes can get through. And all of a sudden, you got these countries that are already in almost economic collapse. Greece was ridiculous. Rio, ridiculous. I mean, honestly, it 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 it's just like. All this nonsense overshadows the true meaning, the true spirit of the Olympics in my mind. Suddenly it's about the opening ceremonies. Let's see how frilly we can get. Let's see how many fireworks we can light off. Let's see how many special effects. Let's see if we can get Muhammad Ali and Carl Lewis to hobble up a 3,000 flights of stairs and collapse as they as they ignite the Olympic torch let's see how big of a uh, you know a projection screen we can get and show all these crazy images and 
let's let's get to three thousand dancers to tumble around in the middle of the center field of the sports arena, like dressed like Eskimos and and turn into human totem poles and it's all this fanfare. It's all this buildup. Who cares about the opening ceremonies, man? You know what the opening ceremony should be? It should be a guy with a starter pistol down on the track. The opening shot of the Olympics should be a starter pistol going off in midair and, you know, eight sprinters taking off down the track. I think if they made it more about the sports and more about the competitiveness and the rivalries with countries, it would pique my interest more. But now it, it seems like it's all about money and showmanship and the closing ceremonies. And you, you've got these cities that can't afford to get stuff done. They don't get stuff on time. Remember the Russian Olympics? The Winter Olympics, when they didn't even have hotels and there were like cots in the hotel rooms and the shower water was cold and the shower water was contaminated and the food was bad and people were freezing and, you know, it's become, it, it, it's like a poor man walking into a fancy seafood and steakhouse. It's like a guy who stood on the corner all day begging for money accumulated like 895 and goes into a steakhouse and sits down and orders lobster and steak for $250. He's way beyond his means. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the wherewithal. He's beyond his means and that's what the, the that's what the Olympics feels like and I'm not trying to dump on the Olympics and sour the Olympics and take away from anyone's accomplishments good for them but I think if I was an athlete I'd be bummed out that there's so much hoopla around the Olympics just make it about the sports I hate to say it I get annoyed enough when at hockey games and baseball games they sing the national anthem I'm glad everyone's patriotic, but I'm I'm not there to see a singer. I don't need to see Whitney Houston putting a new twist on the Star-Spangled Banner. I don't need to see Chaka Khan or Justin Timberlake trying to do the, uh, the, the American National Anthem better than the person did it last year. I don't need to see, uh, you know, Katy Perry half-naked at halftime at the Super Bowl singing one of her shitty songs. I got to tell you, it'd be more interesting to just watch the guys from the football teams, you know, getting coached in the locker room. But somebody somewhere thought all this fanfare would be a good thing, and now it's overshadowed the enjoyment of the event. And then then not only that, now that the Olympic events are riddled with, with scandal. And this is nothing new. We have people taking illegal drugs. We have doping. We have Lance Armstrong. We had we had the, the uh, that guy Ben Ben somebody the fastest guy in the world in Canada all those years Ben Johnson, the Canadian sprinter, the the newspaper fastest man in the world, and then you know nine months later shamed, gold medals stripped away, doping. 
And so now you don't know who's real and who's fake and who's who deserves it and who doesn't. You get all these American sprinters that have admitted or been caught doping and, and, and sneaking blood and urine around in the night like creepy vampires almost. The lengths that the people have gone to, to to break the rules. And so now I'm skeptical and I'm 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 bitter about it. I feel like I'm not getting the truth. And so this year I just I wasn't I wasn't enthused. I I, I wasn't thrilled. And it makes me sad because we should be thrilled. As human beings, we should want to see human excellence. We should want to see human achievement. We should want to see human beings push the boundaries of their capabilities. And we should want to see the evolution of mankind. You know, is a man from the 1930s slower than a guy from 2017? How much faster and stronger have human beings become? Well, I can't tell because I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake, what's, what's been doped, what's been drugged, what's been tampered with. And so, so instead of all these reasons to be enthused about the Olympics and wanting to watch the Olympics, I'm starting to feel I got more reasons why not. I mean, did you see this year in Rio, the water was polluted, the water was contaminated, there was sewage water, there was crime, there was, there was, there was the air quality. Remember the air quality and when they had it in China, the air was like, looked like a chocolate milk. You're bringing athletes into an environment where, where the air's not even safe? <laughs> Man. I would be more than happy if they went back to having the Olympics on a track in a, in, a, in a nice university or a school where they had people running around the track. They had long jumpers. They had pole vaulters. They had high jumpers in center field. They had javelin. They had shot put. All this stuff is doable in a very cheap, confined space. All you got to do is set up the cameras and film it. I guess what I'm saying is let's bring some purity back to the Olympics. They, they are such a noble endeavor. The Olympics are such a noble undertaking. To show the purity and, and the strength and conviction and commitment of the human spirit and the human physique and the, the human mind. And now it's all just muddied. It's, it's, it's as contaminated as the water in Rio. And I don't want to get in that water. I don't want to be I don't want to have anything to do with that water. I don't want to be contaminated by all the bullshit and lies. Cheating judges and cheating commissions and people passing money under the table to to get votes so that their country can get the Olympics and then they're not ready to host them and yeah the list goes on and on. It's just it's just, it's just another thing that's been ruined by big money and scandalous people. And all I want to see is, you know, little Tommy Johnson, you know, who lives out in the country and, and runs 50 miles every day down a country road through the corn and realized he's got a gift, the gift of endurance. And I want to see him run around the track and, 
and win on his own God-given talents. And I want to see little Cindy Slattery from, from, from Minnesota who spent, you know, 12 years of her adolescence in a gym learning how to balance on a beam and put her heart and soul into it and learned how to tumble on a mat. And I want to see Vladimir Glustafak who who spent all this time figuring out how to lift weights. Why don't I get to see that stuff? That would be sweet, man. That would be nice. But instead, we get a bunch of bullshit. The Olympic, Olympic bullshit. So hopefully they find a way. I hope I'm not ruining it for anybody, but I'm very dismayed. And I, I hope that maybe one day they get it back where it belongs and focuses on athleticism and, and human spirit. I think I'd enjoy that. How about you? Oh, I'm out of breath. Man, the, the endurance. Is there an Olympic event for podcasting? I think I just, that was like a, a 10, 12 minute bit. And I went without stopping. There's no there's no edits. There, I just I did it from start to finish. It's, it's gotta be a record. Dun, 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 and there was no interference. There was no sponsors. There was no Oh my god, the purity, the humanity. The, Alright, shut up. Um I'm I'm gonna stop the show right there. I can't even go on anymore. I'm just exhausted. It's hard being a, a podcast gold gold medalist. Who knew the Harland Highway was a gold medalist? And then I ruined it with Charles Nelson. All right, let's end it there. But we definitely won't end the podcast there because we got to do a few announcements. Uh, Reminder to everyone, check my website, harlanwilliams.com, for the uh, stand-up comedy tour, which begins in the fall. It kicks off in September. September 9 and 10, I'm in uh, Salt Lake City at Wise Guys in Utah. Then the following weekend, September 15th to the 18th, Kansas City Improv. Then at the end of September, September 30th through the weekend, I'm in Pittsburgh at the Improv and so on and so on. Go to harlemwilliams.com. Make sure that uh, you get get informed on me coming to your town, man. Oh, hell yeah. Also, while you're there, check uh, check out the harlemwilliams.com store. Lots of great gifts and merchandise for you to purchase and have sent your way. Also, uh, don't forget to uh, sign up for our free app for the Harland Highway on your cell phone. Just type in the Harland Highway app and uh, in your uh, your app store and download us for free, man. Oh, hell yeah. And then if you become a premium member for 20 bucks a year, you get all kinds of great bonus material. Uh, so please uh, sign up and join if you can for 20 bucks a year. Sweet deal. Um, also, if you want to write to me, you can write to me at harlanwilliams.com. We have a contact link. Or if you want to even phone me, you heard some people phone at the beginning of the show. All the fun we have, 323-739-4330, Man, dude. Dude, give me a call if you can. Yeah, that number again, 323-739-4330. The number is on the website, too, if you can't remember it, harlandwilliams.com. 
So there you go, everybody. Hope you had a great time. Thanks for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. Join our premium membership, and let's keep the laughter rolling. Okay? There you go. Thanks for being here. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Mmm, asshole fuck was he.